The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. March 5th, 2019, and you are tuned in to twitch.tv backslash hitting the marks for an all-new episode of HTM Sports. My name is Jargo. I will be your host for the day. Give it up for my tag team partner, the dancing man, the real RBV Rick. Welcome back to HTM Sports. Well, if you know it's Fat Tuesday, you know I am out and about. I have hit the scene, seeing where everything at, where it's mean hitting the, the best gumbo, all about the jambalaya and the streets of New Orleans. Come on, Jargo. Where you at today? What do you got going on for Fat Tuesday? What do I got going on for Fat Tuesday? You know, you can call it, I call every Tuesday Fat Tuesday because as soon as we are done with this, I'm going to go and I'm going to eat me some freaking tacos because goddamn, I love me some Taco Tuesday. But, you know, aside from everything going on in New Orleans, aside from Taco Tuesday, there is a lot to talk about inside of the sports world today, Rick. And I thought we would lead with our boy Bryce Harper. We don't have to talk about Bryce Harper anymore. Thank God almighty, the saga has come to its conclusion as Bryce Harper has signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. 13 years, 330 freaking million dollars. No trade clause, no opt-out. Rick, I think this is the kind of thing that cripples a franchise for the better part of a decade. Where do you stand on this Bryce Harper deal? We're talking about Fat Tuesday. You talk about Fat Payday Tuesday. This is Fat Taco Tuesday. Bryce Harper just broke the bank. But I want to know if it broke Philadelphia. I mean, how close are they to getting over this hump? I mean, how much did they spend for that that sexy consumer deal? Is that really going to bring anything here? And I know you've been following this situation, Jargo. You have been on top of this thing. And I know we got, I don't know, a handful of our great listeners that are in tune to that area, I don't know what the hell this means for this franchise. And if I'm looking at it from the NL East, if I'm the Atlanta Braves, if hell, if even if I'm Bellow up there in the Mets fan, I'm laughing my ass off at this deal. That's pretty much where I stand with it too. Um, one of the things that really makes this a bad deal to me is he is going from the American League to the National League. Now, uh, one of the big factors there, right? Uh, national, national, national. Oh no, he was, the, he was, I, I was thinking. He's NL East. He's NL East and East. I was thinking he's of staying Trout. within, he's staying within the division. Yep, you're right. I had him confused with Mike Trout. That's what the, the issue was there. Uh, but, but, so he's staying in the National League. There's no designated hitter. Do you want this guy out there playing in the outfield 13 years from now? Well, here's what I, you know, you're, you're kind of treading those waters of a, uh, Bania deal, which, uh, Bellow is somewhere bellowing over this thing that he actually his team still owes more money 
to Bobby Bonilla before this deal is ever with. I think but, it's hilarious. Bobby Bobo will still be collecting a check from the Mets three years after this contract expires. This is an issue in it, this is an issue in MLB professional baseball because here you know, I'm sitting here I, I'm at a, one of the tremendous tremendous little drinking holes, uh, great sports bars, Chandler's Chandler's Burger Bistro. Oh my God, the burgers here are freaking fabulous. I'm watching them flow out of here. People are like they're salivating over these things. But here in Cincinnati, we're still paying Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr. These baseball deals, these deals are ridiculous, and they're handcuffing. They're handcuffing, you know, these franchises going forward. So, which, which I would probably prefer, where we're sitting here as the Reds, where we are anchored down by a Joey Votto, we're still paying Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr. You know, you want to be someone like Kansas City that's in and out three and four years without it, and you can rebuild. Well, and this is, uh, it, it's bringing up this interesting dichotomy inside of sports because, you know, of course, in the NBA, the players are wanting a one year deal. In the NFL, they're looking for that three to five years, but it's all about the guaranteed money. That's what we're really looking for in the NFL. In baseball, it's like, sign me through my 30s, man. Well, the problem here is in baseball is, you know, it, when we talk about, we we could look over to uh, cancel this political show. Our, our great new podcast started by Bellow. You know, but when we get down to that, these unions and the strongest union there is going is professional baseball union. Yeah, and they lock you down. They hammer you down. You are going to pay these SOBs, and that's how they are. There has been a lot of talk of the designated hitter making its way to the National League. Now, if that would happen, I don't think this deal looks nearly as bad. For me, the big thing is him playing every day a field position is where things are going to start to get sketchy. Well, aside from the interviews, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But, Rick, what's your feeling on the designated hitter? Obviously, you're there in Cincinnati. It's a National League city where the pitchers have got a hit. Of course, I'm in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We have a minor league team where every team has the designated hitter. Are you a DH guy or an anti-DH guy? Well, you know, you know, you know. Think here, you know, I I'm in Cincinnati right now, but you know, I am a transplant in Cleveland. I've seen both sides of this thing, and I think for the excitement of the game, we need to do away with the the pitcher hitting. See, and I, I go to those. You know, it, and this is kind of where we differ because you kind of like the dot dot guy guys in wrestling. Is we aren't wrestling guys, and, and this is where we flip flop. You know, I, I want to throw tradition out the window, but I think this game has to move quicker. And I don't think if and here's why I say this: if they're not going to make a commitment to the pitchers actually contributing on the offensive side, then eliminate it. And you need to put asses in the seats. You need to excite people. And I actually think this is this is almost one of those things where we always talk about the magician. This is a smoke show argument. There's so much more that we need to get through besides if a pitcher is hitting or not. I've never understood why pitchers are such awful hitters. You would think that a pitcher, of all people, would know what's coming. Well, okay, let's go back to the day. One of the greatest pitchers is one of the greatest hitters, Babe, Babe Ruth. I mean, where, where do we lose this? You know, you go, to, you go to high school, you go to little league, you go to college. Those guys can hit. But there's somewhere that's set in your mind. You're set on this. You don't have to do this because they value your arm so much. Now, if we could put some emphasis back on 
you have to play all nine positions, that's great. I, I don't know if there's an answer. This is almost like we were arguing last week about the, you know, the college basketball thing. There isn't an answer. Yeah, there is no right answer. It's really all comes down to your own personal preference. You brought up the AL East in 2018. Comes down to money. When it, when it comes to the AL East, last year the Braves won the division 90 and 72, Nationals 82 and 80, Phillies 80 and 82, finishing up in third place all of 10 games back. Does this make Philly 10 games better? I don't think they're worrying about this. I think that I think it makes Philly 20 games better in their attendance, 20,000 better in their attendance. Yeah, well, you know, it, I, you know, and it, even more so on that, I think it puts them on ESPN a lot more. There is that. The TV revenue absolutely plays into it. Did you get the chance to see his introduction interview in Philadelphia yesterday? I have to admit, I did not see that. Uh, you should absolutely find the clip. It's starting to make its way around the internet. I, I saw it in real time, and I laughed so hard. They asked him something about the amount of money that he was making, and if this is going to cripple the franchise, and if they can afford to bring in more players to put around him. And he says, we are absolutely committed to bringing a championship here to Washington. Wrong answer in Philadelphia. Well, you know, hey, that was the original capital. Maybe that's where he got confused. Yeah. You know, maybe he's, you know, he's going back to the Ben Franklin days. He's thinking about their capital. Hey, you know what? Hey, hold on. Maybe in the heat in a moment, everything's happening so fast. Can we give him a pass? Uh, no, not when you're getting paid three hundred and thirty million dollars. You get no passes no, I, at three hundred and thirty million dollars. No. I, I, I was just throwing out there so you could light me up on that. You better go out there. You better be crisp. You should be kissing babies. You should be, when you're going to Philadelphia, you should be better than the president going in there. This this town, especially going, hey, this is a town that yesterday just cheered Roman Reigns. (laughs) You better come in there flying hot. You better come in there flying hot and make this your city. Your name should be right under Balboa right now with the money. He should have had a baby and a cheesesteak in the other hand and quoting Rocky movies when he went in there. Mets finish up last year, 77-85, the the pathetic Marlins at 63-98. and I'm looking at this division, Rick, and while Philly's got all the glitz and glamour right now, I still feel like Atlanta is the team to beat in the NL East. Well, it... And ultimately, you know, everyone's throwing out their money here. And like you said, man, they kind of blew their And it takes a hot streak. And they're in other – hey, I like Miami. They're building up some young kids in this damn thing. Yep. Like you said, though, Atlanta's there. This is always a hot contested division. The NL is kind of opposed to the AL where you kind of have different separation. Any team could jump up at any time. And I think Philly's just making news waves right now. You know, they, they feel like they're hot hell. I'm looking right here. They feel like they're on ESPN. They, Philly feels like just flat basketball. But let's see if you can actually produce. Yep. Uh, how long until they boo Bryce Harper out of Philadelphia? I mean, he keeps well, making comments about, you know, wanting to bring a championship to Washington. It's not going to take very long. It's Philadelphia. 
Well, I, th- I think the good news is the only way a championship is going to go through Washington is if they lose in the NL championship game. So at least they won't lose in a World Series. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking. You know, maybe he's going to drive it over there after he wins this thing. Philly is a uh, – can we say a Daniel Brandel fickle town? What's the FQI that you would put on Philly fans? 666. That's what I would give the Philadelphia FQI. Those people are vicious. Scarred right into their foreheads, right? Yep, those people are absolutely vicious. Now, hey, now, what if he does? What if he does flip the script? You know, we're being a little negative on him. What if he does get him like to a World Series or a championship game? How much beloved would he be? I look at this Phillies roster and the way that it's constructed, even with Bryce Harper. There, there's no way that they are beating an American League team four out of seven in, in a series. There's just no way the way this team is constructed right now. Can you name me one pitcher that the Phillies have? Well, at this point, you know, they used to say that in basketball that Cleveland could never take down Golden State, but we did it. Yeah, but it only took and, five guys. It takes like, you know, 20 guys. I, I know, I know. Well, they're different games, and we did it with one superstar. So Bryce could go there. And I actually don't even really see him making that far. I, I think he's going to struggle to even win division championships, let alone do anything in the playoffs. I see him as like a wild card hero yep. at this point. And I, I think Philly, this is going to be one of the, the, the greatest mistakes that they've ever made as a sports champ. Speaking of mistakes, let's go ahead and talk about the NFL a little bit. Let's start with the Antonio Brown. Uh, Mary, we, we talked on the show last week that there were three teams interested in bringing in Antonio Brown, and you asked me if those three teams had been reported. Well, now, at this point, they have been. The three teams in the Antonio Brown sweepstakes, the Washington Redskins with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback, the Oakland Raiders, and the Tennessee Titans. Antonio Brown's leaving Pittsburgh for this? I thought he wanted to go to well, a wedding team. Well, here's what I think. You know, these are the teams that are interested. I think he, you know, in his mind, he put himself out there on, let's say, the uh, the sports uh, Tinder or Bumble, whatever it is. Like, I'm the sexy attraction. What well, seems like, uh, what, do you, what do you got, 28 other teams swipe left or weren't even allowed to apply for it. So a couple of them have found him attractive. So let's break these things down because he's put out there. He wants to go to a locker room with leadership with potential. Redskins, I don't see with anything really there right now unless they can make a deal for Andy Dalton. I can oh, see him in Andy. On. They already got Alex Smith. What do we need bad version of Alex Smith for? Hold on. You got Dalton's old offensive corner where he succeeded, where he was great at. If they could make a trade, bring Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton has never been great together. one day in his life. Well, one day at a time. One, he's fine. He, he's been all right. No, he, he is. A, he, Andy Dalton is perfect with the Redskins need elevation to snip playoffs. We're not talking about playoff wins right now. I'd rather have Cole McCoy. McCoy. You put him and Brown together. I'm sorry, I take Dalton left and right, and I don't. I'm not even a Dalton fan, so I'm going down here. The I Raiders. Let Andy Dalton play in the AAF. That's what I think of Andy Dalton. Well, I got bad news for you. Andy Dalton's coming on next week on the Hitting the Mark Pro Wrestling podcast. He's he's going to sit in with you. Sweet, I can take the week off. <laughs> the Raiders. Why would you do this? They're, they're, I mean, you're, you're you're moving forward, and I think. I think this was just a – this is the Raiders working the whole league. 
This is Gruden trying to pull the puppet strings everywhere else. And then the Titans, you know what? I can actually see the Titans. Why wouldn't you take this risk? I mean, you're kind of on that border. You're doing nothing right now. You get a name value. You're putting asses in the seats. You're actually getting national attention. Why not make this move? If you're Antonio Brown, which one of these three teams do you want to go to? Titans. See, for me, it's the Raiders. I mean, for no, me, when, it, I, it, when I look at the three quarterbacks, Derek Carr is by far the best quarterback of the three. He's the one that I want throwing me the football. And yeah, we're going to be in Oakland this year, but then we're moving to the, a brand new stadium in Las Vegas. Antonio Brown's a big marquee name that they can use to sell tickets. This is no different than the Phillies bringing in. You, you, you don't need his. No, you realize you don't. They don't need you to sell tickets here. You're looking at a place that's actually going to appreciate you for a moment where you can actually be a spotlight. And that is Tennessee. You're going to be fine there. You know, you can actually help this team move forward. And I know he's, he said, you know, I want to go to a locker room that's established. When he says that, he needs, he wants a locker room where he can come in and establish himself. And that is Tennessee. This team needs some help moving forward. The Raiders don't need any help going forward. They got everything in the world. And the Redskins are an absolute mess right now. The Raiders were the Tennessee. worst team in the league last year, not called the Arizona Cardinals. By design, by design, you look at that the mechanical mind that's going on right there with the with the Raiders. That that's beyond him. They don't need him. They've already they've already sent away veterans like this. Why would you think that they would want and embrace him right now? The Titans will Bring him in. Hey, they'll have a girl jump out of a cake for him just to welcome him in. If I'm Antonio Brown and I am told that I am going to the Tennessee Titans, I say, that's cool. I'm retiring from football and I will go be an analyst somewhere. Uh, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell, another guy who wants the hell out of Pittsburgh. The Jets evidently now considered to be the favorites for the landing spot for Le'Veon Bell, although I'm hearing another team highly mentioned, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. I talked about Le'Veon Bell ending up on the Jets, God, about halfway through last season. This just seems like a match made in heaven to me. You've got a, a rookie quarterback who's still on a, on a short-term rookie contract deal. You need somebody to run the football to take some pressure off of Sam Darnold. The Jets seems like the ultimate landing spot for Le'Veon Bell. You've been riding that jet train from day one. I think even before he declared he was available or he wanted out, you've been on this jet train. But why? Dude, the Ravens are the perfect landing spot right now for him. This is a team that can go forward, that needs someone that can bust through. And how great would it be to stick it right back in your division? You know, it, that kind of you know that that kind of just festers in individuals to so stick it back to someone that lets you go. If you're Le'Veon Bell, which team would you rather play for, the Jets or the Ravens? I think right now you, you got to go Ravens. You know, you're closer. You're closer to the division championship. You're closer to a Super Bowl than ever than the Jets are going to be. I don't. I mean, I'm looking. If I look at these divisions, the Ravens can win their division next year. The Jets are two or three years out where he might not even be a factor in this thing because he could easily be replaced by hell a seventh a seventh round draft pick. Isn't that what they did with him in Pittsburgh last year? They just replaced him? Right. So you are on a short string here. You gotta realize you gotta strike. And the Ravens right now are looking for vengeance. You know, it is a Ravens looking to swoop down and just you know, like a bird do, just fucking attack sorry. Uh, attack and peck at you here. That's what they're going to do. 
they need someone like that. That's the reason that they even wanted Bell. We heard those rumors. They want in division someone to take them down. And you got to believe that Bell is kind of petty enough to want something like that. Hey, I think if we threw enough money in Cincinnati, he'd come here. I think the money absolutely plays into it. I think that is Le'Veon Bell's number one focus. He doesn't care about winning games. He cares about making money and getting rich. Is there anywhere better to do that than in New York? Well, you know, it's all about, you know, what's open in the air. I think he might get more money in Baltimore if they're valuing. They're going to have to build a lot of talent around this young quarterback who is unproven. And not even so much to get this unproven quarterback here. They have to prove they were right with letting Flacco go. Eagles and Falco go. Eagles and Bucks. Falco, Flacco. Am I watching the old movie? Which one am I watching? Flacco. That's the one that we're looking for. We'll talk about him in a second. Is he, is he the guy on the boat that came out? <laughs> Eagles and Buccaneers also reportedly interested in Le'Veon Bell. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, if I can, if I can get to Philly, that's where I want to go. You know what I, I really think is good here is at least there's a lot of teams that are interested here. And, and there's good opportunity. When you're looking at a guy his age and a running back, you're a dime a dozen. I, I don't know how much a lot of this is his agent floating this thing out and how much really serious – business there is with him because honestly how much would you invest in it if you're a team right now i do not believe in paying running backs that's that's kind of where i have been for years now you overpay a running back and it cripples your entire freaking team the only guy that you overpay is your quarterback and your left tackle see we're against it too these quarterbacks we're seeing these contracts we've talked about before where it cripples your team because you cannot fill it in your spots here Hey, you know what? This might go back to here. I'm sitting here in the great town of Cincinnati, Ohio, in Mike Brown. His father, Paul Brown, he was the first, he was the guy that was opposed to paying any of these players. Yeah. How'd that work out for him? We still got a team. <laughs> let's, uh, let's stick suck, with on, suck on that box more Cleveland in and out. Let's stick with uh, Philadelphia a little bit as uh, we, we had wondered which way this thing was going to go. There was Nick Foles. There was Carson Wentz. One get to stay. One has to go. And now we know that Wentz is the one that is going to stay. All the reports are out there that Nick Foles is all in. He's heading for Jacksonville. He's going to be the leader of the Jaguars. Poor Blake Bortles doesn't know what he's going to do uh, except walk around and carry a clipboard. Um, do you like the move? Nick Foles to Jacksonville. Hey, you know what? Hey, I was saying all along, roll with Foles. I like this quarterback. But I want to throw it back. Is this the right spot? Is Jacksonville? Because we've seen this franchise. Are, are we going to see a resurgence of trying to do everything right in sports down there now that they're with all-in wrestling? Or is it just, you know, or is this just the every four years let's rebuild to try to get to a Super Bowl? No, it's it's every two years. See, that's the way the Jacksonville th deal works is one year we play a really, really bad schedule and we overachieve and then everybody buys into us. And then the next year we have to play a good schedule and they suck. 50-50 <laughs> booking. 50-50 booking. Keep calm and LCDB. Uh, well, hold on. You know, let, let's let's break it down. Now. Let's get away from our, uh, our wrestling innuendos and all this. I actually think, you know, if you can place some – I like position players. 
like their running game. I, I some of their second receivers, not so sure on their offensive line. Uh, which you get, you're going to have to anchor that down if you want anything to happen there. But I like Full Center. If you really want to bring a hunger around Jacksonville and, and no, you know, fun attendance around this, you've got the hype with wrestling and all that. You have a sports hub ready to go here. Why not make a full run at this thing? Why, why not do it on all fronts? Their defense is going to carry them. That's that's really what it comes down to with Jacksonville. They just don't have the offensive weapons. Well, that's what I, you know, that's what I really love about it, though, you know, because you've got this hotbed with all elite wrestling. They're going to have a show down there right before you kick off the season. I haven't looked at the dates. It's probably right around a, uh, a preseason game. You could drive a lot of people that are hungry and, and want to be a part of this whole movement. You're going to sell a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar gear. And you bring in fresh young names like Foles. You bring in fresh young players like that that can go up on a podium and stand there with the Bucks and Cody and everything looks cool. You know, we know that the old man, WWF, they're getting in bed. You know, they're restarting the XFL, which we don't agree in. But now we got a cool hip team in the, in the NFL with the cool hip guys that we like. I think this could be a perfect marketing storm. I think this could be a match made in hell, too, because if Foles doesn't have the weapons, this all could fall on deaf ears. He might be one of the best playoff quarterbacks in history statistically, but you got to get him to the playoffs. I, 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 you know, like I'm saying, we, we build up this storm, and it all comes down to are they going to put people around him? And it, I hope they're not just expecting his magic, what he just – what we assume he does himself, you have to put the weapons around himself because we've had that with the Eagles. Joe Flacco, now the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. I thought that was a bit of an interesting move. Flacco doesn't seem like a Denver Broncos quarterback to me. I'm going to say I, I absolutely love this. You know, you, You're looking at John Elway, a guy that knows what he is doing. He knows how to craft any kind of offense. Does He's he proven. Are, are you against me? What has he done wrong? What has he done? I mean, since, since John Elway became the general manager of the Denver Broncos. How many? Two, three Super Bowls? Uh, always contending. As a player? He, no, no, no. They've, they've won two as him as a GM. Well, yeah. When you got Peyton freaking Manning. Well, hey. Who made the decision to get Peyton Manning off the shelf when everyone gave up on him? When they thought he had nothing left in his tank when he was dead in the water. They knew to bring him in. Who made the decision? It came from the office when they were ready to go to the backup because Peyton was hurt. We still got to put him in in this championship game. Hell, he did it with another quarterback. This man knows professional football. He knows it so well that he drafted Paxton Lynch. Hey, you, hey, he's thrown some bad passes in his life. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna call all of those out, if you don't wanna, you don't wanna relish in the glory that is John Elway, then you're just being, uh, you're, you're just being one of those bitter watch ball for the first segment SOBs, Jargo. Were you, were you an Elway guy? When he was playing? Hey, hey. What's that? Were you an Elway guy when he was playing? Elway was my absolute favorite quarterback. 
Ah, uh, see. Well, it, there's the disconnect. No, I can't stand no, no, no. douchebag. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I do have to bring it back. Uh, my uncle Jack, my uncle Jack Erman, actually worked for the Broncos back in the day. Uh, hey, hey, and guess what? So guess what? Kurt he was in. No, no, no. He was a marketing department guy. Nice. nice. <laughs> That's what he did. So I actually remember going back. I, I actually saw Elway. Uh, when I was a little kid and was out there watching those games and to see the magic. And you cannot deny, hey, but you know what? Hey, the guy lost, lost, lost. But he, he the team came together and they, they only won his championships because of Davis. And that's fine because you need an all about team. But when you're sitting there and, and you realize what you need and the determination and just the grit to make those hard decisions. To get over for your team, he knows how to do that. Speaking of hard decisions, let's talk about a couple more quarterbacks. Kyler Murray reportedly will be the number one pick in the NFL draft to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is interesting because last year, of course, they took Josh Rosen at number 10. But now we've got a new coach. We've got a new front office staff. And evidently, they want their own quarterback in there. Is Kyler Murray going to be a legitimate NFL quarterback, especially on a team like the Arizona Cardinals? They've got no help down there. They've got no offensive line. At least they've got a, a halfway decent running back, but the defense is brutal. I just, I feel like Kyler Murray is going to go down there and he's going to be hurt by week five because he's all of, you know, five foot 10 and 200 pounds. Well, you know, that is the movement. We're growing smaller and smaller. You know, you had Wilson, uh, and you got Mahomes up here. Everyone's kind of gravitating towards that. Stupid it's about a system. It no, it's about a system, though. He goes he goes out there. He's going to get – it's leading the slider to the lamps. You know, it's the NXT kids coming up for Triple H to put them on his altar. That is what we are getting right here. I don't think, I don't think there should be a quarterback taken in the top ten because none of those teams are really ready for one. Yeah. I completely and it's not going to get it's not going to do any service to these kids coming out, you know. And it's an Ohio State kid here is Haskins. He's not ready for that. You've only got two quarterbacks I really believe that are in the top round, and that's even a stretch at this point. Yeah, uh, Josh Rosen last year, thirteen starts, two thousand two hundred seventy-eight yards, eleven touchdowns, fourteen ints. But I, this is the stat that I thought was actually important. He was sacked forty-five times. He was sacked 45 times last year. I don't put all that on the quarterback. That offensive line down there in Arizona is absolutely horrible when it comes to pass blocking. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is, but I guess if you're going to bring somebody in, get somebody who can run the hell around because there ain't going to be a pocket passer with that offensive line. Well, you know, this all comes down to, I'm going to go back to like 1992. I'm going to share my age here. When, when the Bengals drafted David Klingler, he was a shotgun, run-and-shoot quarterback, and we made him a pocket passer. You cannot take someone out of their own environment and ex- expect them to produce somewhere else. And that's what happened down there. They, they wanted him to get into a pocket-passing situation where gaps were open. You know, And you can't do that if you're sitting there. You're not a scrambler. The problem is with scrambling in the NFL right now is you get exposed real quick. Because you know what? In college – yeah, you're the fastest guy in the Big 12. You're the fastest guy in the SEC. But guess what? Get in the NFL, everyone's just as fast as you. That is the problem. You have to be able to adapt. And the guys that stay long-term, 
yes, you know, Russell Wilson has had success because you know why? He settled down. He, he stays there. The Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, the guy you love, can stand there and take a hit and sling it with the best of them. These guys that are scramblers, you know, this kid up in Baltimore, it, it, what's amazing to me, you know, well, we're only like two years in in Kansas City. Let's see how long that lasts. And it is a proven fact in the NFL, you have to be able to stand in there, take a hit, and throw a hard ball with people that run good routes. It's not about makeshifting and seeing who's open downfield. So Josh Rosen, it sounds like, is going to be on his way out of Arizona. Rick, you brought up the number of quarterbacks inside of this draft. You also brought up the number of teams who actually need a quarterback. One team that passed on a quarterback last year that I think should be looking for one is the New York football giants. Any chance that Josh Rosen ends up in New York? And so you have Rosen and Darnold as the two faces of the franchises in New York. You know what I, you know what I'm really thinking here off the top of my head? Where are the giants drafting at? I mean, they, they got to be early. Yeah. They're pretty, I want to say six, maybe. You're sitting at six. I don't know why Haskins is not the top guy on your board. Does Haskins uh, fit uh, in New York, though, I guess is the question. No, I, as, as we were just talking about, you need an athletic individual uh, and also someone that can market to your area. You need something that's completely different, Eli. And I think he matches that. But also, he can stand back and throw in that pocket. And one, thing, one thing coming out, even in the combine – because everyone's about these running quarterbacks, people that are, you know, the mobile quarterback. He actually is a true pocket passer, but he has the ability and athleticism to move himself around. I actually he could be the pick fit. It'll be interesting to see how this thing kind of shifts. He screams. Hey, he's, he already, he's already screamed Buckeye. I think he could scream Big Apple. Interesting. I, I don't think this is a very good draft class for quarterbacks, and it's kind of a good thing that there's not a whole lot of teams that need to get well, a quarterback. I, 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 I think I think it's great if you're a high-rated quarterback on this board because you're going to get a payday. Let's uh, let's wrap things up with uh, LeBron watch or I should say LaBum Watch, the Fakers. That's right. I'm not even going to call them the Lakers anymore. They're now the Fakers. LeBron engaged playoff mode, which I'm sure Huckleberry can tell me all about after all those great years in Cleveland. Puts on his cape. He's ready to engage into playoff mode. And now they've lost nine of their last 12. They lost to the freaking Clippers last night. The, 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 they now have a, a statistical better chance of landing Zion Williamson than they have of making the playoffs. This thing is a miserable failure, dude. I, I actually was looking at, you know, where people can land for the number ones. This thing, did you ever think this thing would blow up as much as it has, where you guys would be this far to the number one draft pick than you were of the playoffs? Because the expectations in La La Land and you and you, what do you, what do you call it? Laker, uh, what? Laker, what, gold, crimson, or whatever whatever forum you call blue. it? A forum blue. How about call it forum, forum failure? Because yep. that is what this thing has been. Yep. And, and, we, and we've been talking about this every week because it's your beloved things. And, and you, I think you've actually been doing the – trying to pour salt in my wounds that he left me for you. This is the time where actually I'm looking across the bar and, and I'm looking at you walked in with my ex and I'm laughing at you. Yep. Because you have actually chosen him, and he has made your system more of a disaster than it's ever been. At least, at least in Cleveland, we are sitting here with a chance for Zion. 
And how awesome would that be? And you have no chance for anything going forward. This has been a disaster. I'm going to laugh really, really hard if, uh, you know, the Cavaliers come lottery time actually finish behind the Lakers. That would pop me absolutely hysterically. Lakers now five and a half out with 18 games to go. Oh, yeah, and your next game is against the Denver Nuggets, who are fighting for uh, home court throughout the playoffs. So good luck with that one. Uh, go down to the Clippers, 113 to 105. That's the game. You know, there's two teams I hate losing to. I hate losing to Boston, and I hate losing to the freaking Clippers. There was also a loss to the Phoenix Suns in there. Did you see the, the inbounds play where LeBron goes to throw the ball in and it bounces off the back of the backboard? Like, what the hell is going on? I, I want to I ask you this, you know, Ever since the Pelicans kind of played them. Yep, that, that, that was that's like, ruined the Lakers franchise. It was like uh, the show Catfish. Yep. It was like they catfished them, and now they can't even – like they don't even want to look at each other. They're so disgusted with one another. And you got to wonder what Genie and Magic are thinking. How are they going to save this? I, I don't know. I, I, I have absolutely no idea how in the world they're going to save this. I, the only thing that I can count on at this point is LeBron James is going to be a Laker next year. I'm not sure Magic's going to be there. I'm not sure Luke Walton's going to be there. I'm not sure that Ingram or Kuzma or Hart or well, hey, 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 I heard I heard, I heard this I heard this crazy thing yesterday. Uh, there was an offbeat interview. LeBron, they said, you know, Walton's not going to be here next year. Who's your coach? And he said, Coach Guy. No way. Zero percent. Oh, I, I know. I know. I zero. know there's zero. I know. I know there's zero percent because there's zero percent I would ever rock a Laker jersey. Well, if, and, he, and wasn't, if he wasn't leaving Duke to go coach Kobe when Kobe was in his prime like 10 years ago, there's no way he's leaving Duke now to go coach LeBron James. Well, who would? Yeah, who in their right mind would want LeBron James? You know, I know we're oh, hold on, hold on, we're running. You know, you know who deserves each other? Vince McMahon and LeBron James. Yep. They deserve each other. You know, that actually sounds good. That actually sounds like that would be a, a, a good one. Um, so look, look forward to LeBron, LeBron James doing double duty, playing tight end in the XFL next year. He's built like a freaking tight end. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's edition of HTM Sports. Thanks for watching and or listening. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. Then head over to hittingthemarks.podbean.com so you can subscribe there and get the best from myself and Huckleberry and our uh, cast of characters over on the HTM Podcast Network. Until then, you can hit the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod. Unless you're a Giants fan, then I just don't even want to hear it. Huckleberry... How do the people find you across all social media if they want to give you a hard time? What? Mustard? Really? How do the people find you across social media if they want to get you some high jello mustard? Hello? Okay, so you can find him at the real RBV. You can find me at not Jargo. That's it for this week's show. We'll talk to you next week here at HTM Sports.